So we look at ourselves as professional dot connectors uh, because, you know, we have a lot of connections, a lot of resources. So we want to make sure that everything that we had had and didn't have access to that you know, the, the entrepreneurs, the students, the people, the companies, you know, that we work with, we want to make sure that we're giving them as much access to that as possible. Bridge the city, whoa, whoa. bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Bridge the city, whoa, whoa. Bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in the important American city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And my name is Kyle Hagee. And I think this is the part of the introduction where I'm supposed to tell you that you can go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review the podcasts because that helps other people discover the podcast and take more action in our community. I think this is the part of the intro where I'm supposed to tell you that we do, in fact, have a Patreon page, which you can donate monthly as low as $4.14. That's 414. Get some cool swag and help us lose a little less money than we currently lose doing this podcast. But I'll make a deal. You can do neither of those things. That's fine. As long as you follow up with an action step that you've heard on the podcast. You know, those first two things are fantastic, but ultimately the end goal of Bridges City is to get more people engaged in interacting with their community. And that's the reason that we try to have on the guests that we have on. One, to represent the diversity of things going on in our city. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about inspiring everyone to action. And speaking for myself, I know the time I've had with all the guests that we've interviewed, obviously listening to every episode has dramatically changed the way that I interact with Milwaukee and my conception of what an active resident should be in the city. And it has changed my life for the better and made me a much more engaged resident. And I hope that is the same for you. Today, we're fortunate to have another person in our community that is inspiring a whole new generation of leaders, and that is Khalif Elamin, who founded the Young Enterprising Society with his brother Q. Uh, and this organization, it, it has a lot of different initiatives that Khalif is going to explain during the interview, but I would say essentially, yes, it, it serves as a hub that mobilizes people, information, resources, and capital for the greater good of its members and, and the city at large. They're running STEAM workshops for students. Uh, they have their own business accelerator. They have a vision to own their own school down the line. Uh, they're doing a lot of amazing things. Uh, and Khalif is really spearheading a lot of impressive initiatives here in Milwaukee. And I also think he brings a very unique perspective to the podcast because he was born and raised here. Um, his family has lived here. And then he went away for college to, to UW-Stevens Point. And now he's back. And I think that that has given him a more nuanced view of Milwaukee and its potential. Um, so this was a really fantastic interview. Uh, thanks once again to Khalif Elamine for joining us and, and for sharing his wisdom on the podcast. And we hope you all enjoy the conversation. And ultimately, once again, we hope you're inspired to action. Khalif Elamine, co-founder and COO of uh, Young Enterprising Society. Yes, we're a project management company based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin here. Our two main initiatives right now are uh, STEAM programming, science, technology, engineering, art, and math, uh, where we go into middle and high schools, teach the students about the latest and greatest technologies, and then show them how to become entrepreneurs around those technologies. Generally, the first step is the, the IT introduction, so where we bring in you know technologies such as 
drones, uh, you know, virtual reality, you know, uh, augmented reality as well, um, microcomputers, microcontrollers, all of those things. Uh, we actually bring up bring that to the to the schools, you know, to introduce the students uh, to that. Uh, the second is the business processes. So we introduce them to the business model canvas. Um, third step is college and career readiness. And then the fourth is a uh, project-based internships and externships. So with the externship piece, what we saw was um, a lot of companies, uh, you know, they were like, oh, well, you, you know, you guys got a, a pipeline of students. Uh, you know, do you have any that, that that could, you know, intern for us? And like I said, every school is different. So some schools we would get in early on, some schools we would get in later. And we didn't necessarily have that rapport with the students to, to feel comfortable enough sending them to the to those corporations. So we in turn we asked corporations, we said, hey, we we you know, we're working with close to three hundred to five hundred students a year. So what are some of the problems that you would like to see these students, you know, potentially tackle? So they gave us a list of problems. So then we had our students work on those problems. And in turn, you know, the the, cor the corporations, they get, you know, close to 300, you know, potential solutions. Right. And then the students, they get to put that on their college application, yeah. their portfolios, because, you know, we we know that ex that quote unquote experience yeah. is, is definitely needed. Wonderful. And, and I want to get into kind of all those aspects and, and talk a little bit about the growth of Young Enterprising Society mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, and also want to hear what Raspberry Pi is because I still don't know. <laughs> but uh, I want to get into a little background on on you and, and your brother, if you feel comfortable speaking for him, kind of just on your history here in the city and, and what life path you took before starting Young Enterprising Society. Yeah, so born and raised here in Milwaukee, uh, graduated from Rufus King High School. My first passion has been basketball. Uh, ever since I was, you know, young, you know, my, my parents, my grandparents said that, you know, I always had a basketball in my hand, you know. Um, so that's where I met a lot of my, you know, lifelong friends, a lot of these connections and relationships that just continue to be nurtured uh, throughout the years. So I graduated from Rufus King High School in 2004. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be on two state championship teams. I was co-captain of those teams as well. But all throughout high school, I was like, I'm short now, but I was like really short in high school. I yeah. was five when I graduated <laughs> high school. I was five to 123 pounds, um, and I was, but I, I, I could I could hoop. So you know, I had an opportunity to you know walk on at University of Wisconsin Green Bay, uh, walk on at uh, UW Parkside. Uh, I ended up choosing UW Stevens Point, uh, which is a Division three school, uh, but. The choice for that was just amazing. Uh, you know, just it was a good fit. The coaching staff was great. The, the team, my teammates, you know, those are those are my brothers, you know, for life. And, you know, I ended up being first team all conference, you know, team MVP, you know, took our took our team to Sweet 16 uh, two years. So, you know, just just a lot of those lessons that I learned on the court, I transferred those on, off the court. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated, uh, my, my goal was to take over the family business. So uh, our father, he's been owning his own social service agency uh, since 1985. Uh, it's called New Horizon Center. So I uh, graduated with a sociology degree, psychology minor. My goal was to take over the family business. So I'm like, okay, I'll work in a business for like a year or two, see how I like it, go back, get my MBA and, and you know, take take it over. So as I started working in the business, I was like, nah, like this is this is not so much a passion of mine as much as it's a passion of my dad's. Right. And a lot of that had to do with me not being able to necessarily separate and leave work at work. So a lot of those, I call them horror stories that you hear, you know, with the children and families, you know, it was just weighing on me, you know, emotionally, psychologically, mm -hmm. even physically. Right. Um, so I was having a hard time, you know, with that you know, disconnecting it once I once I left the office. Um, so about 2011, um, my brother and I, we started kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. And it was around the same time of my 25th birthday. So I had some connections um, just from, you know, growing up, playing ball, 
I knew one of the managers at a at a at a nightclub downtown, and generally this nightclub didn't let African Americans in. Yeah, it was just like you know you would walk up to the to the door and you would see the bouncer and they'd be like your pants are too bad. Then find a reason. Yeah, and it's like bro, I got on skinny jeans. Like I got on <laughs> like I got on fitted jeans. Like what do you mean? Yeah. But you know, or they say like it's a list, but he doesn't even have a clipboard. So you know, just you know, being who I was, you know, I was we I was able to get our following to to you know to celebrate my birthday. So between I, I met with him on Monday, my birthday was on a Friday. So between just that span, you know, with very little social media at the time, right. this was 2011, uh, we were able to get 350 people to come out to the party. Wow. You know, no metal detectors, no pat downs, nothing right. like everybody just coming out. You know, people from you know who was black, white. You know, Hispanic, you know, every every right. uh, all races, all nationalities came out just to have a good time. Um, so then that was like that kind of aha moment, you know, where we're like, like, damn, we got some juice, you know, we can we got some influence, but how can we use that influence for good rather than just having people come and just you know turn up? Talk about that a little more because a basketball player have a big party at a nightclub that normally doesn't translate to, hey, let's bring steam to (laughs) the north side of Milwaukee or what have you. Was there always this thing in the back of your mind of how do I take my talents and kind of give Milwaukee something it needs? We always had like a give back feel or a give back event. So one of our good friends, he was a he was a barber. So we would go into middle schools and you know YMCA's boys and girls clubs and give away free haircuts for kids. So that was kind of our way of kind of washing away our sins for you know for throwing for throwing the parties and whatnot. <laughs> so uh, so you know uh, so yeah we would you know give away free haircuts for kids and you know just talk talk to the young men about hygiene and self worth self care things like that and. In turn, that turned into uh, what we called uh, "Pamper My Princess" because then the young ladies were like, "Hey, what about us?" Right. So we had some, you know, some of our uh, women members. You know, they were like, "Okay, well, you know, we know these nail techs, so we were, you know, bringing you know licensed nail techs to come in, do the little girls, you know, nails, mm-hmm. talk to them about you know self care, self uh, self hygiene, things like that." And as we were in these schools, we started seeing like, "Hey, these students are still being taught the same way." That we were taught, mm-hmm. it's a new, you know, it's a new student, a new child. It's all, you know, a, a ton of new technology. Right. It's like there was no innovative, really. Uh, there was no real innovative uh, way of teaching that that we, that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we did what was called a Yes Tour. So we would take uh, entrepreneurs and students to different cities throughout the country and do networking events, and then as well the community events. Um, so on on our second Yes Tour, we went to New York. So we had two events that were supposed to be scheduled. Uh, the second event got got canceled. So we had, you know, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and, as well as students out in New York. So we're like, hey, how, like, what can we, like, what can we do with our time to, yeah? So we literally we cold called every YMCA in all of the boroughs. So the Harlem YMCA was the first one to to call us back. And they're like, you know, we told them, hey, we have, you know, 10, well, we had eight uh, entrepreneurs and two students. We got, you know, uh, can we come in and, and do, a, do a workshop, mm-hmm. talk to, you know, talk to the students about entrepreneurship. So we, at the time, we had a, um, a relationship with Google. Um, so uh, Harlem YMCA, they called us back. They're like, hey, we got 30, you know, students between the ages of 12 and 17. You know, you guys can, you know, you guys, two, you got a two hour block. You can come in. So we came in. That's actually where we did our first STEAM workshop. Was in Harlem. Was in the Harlem YMCA. You do the STEAM workshop in the Harlem YMCA after yep. cold calling. <laughs> yeah, it supposedly goes really well. Yep. How did you take that 
the blueprint for that and transpose it onto Milwaukee then? Yeah, I mean, just 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 seeing a need, um, you know, just seeing how how students were were receptive and what they what they like, just gauging their interest. You know, we wanted to make sure that we exposed them to to everything because we saw how that exposure piece was being was being kind of disseminated in uh, in other in other school districts mm-hmm. so that's why we started in MPS you know when we got back to Milwaukee cuz we're like hey like like we don't want our students or our you know our youth to be you know behind the eight ball like we want them right. to be ahead you know be cutting edge yeah. so a lot of that like that's i think the main thing is just that exposure piece really getting it out because we know what I like may not be what you like. You know, so some students, they gravitate towards photography. Some students gravitate towards the virtual reality. Some students gravitate towards the Raspberry Pi. So we want to make sure we're we're exposing them to all of that. And then in turn, something, you know, something's going to stick. So the STEAM program starts in 2013. We're now in, in 2019. So yep. kind of break down how you've expanded the programming mm-hmm. of Young Enterprising Society. Uh, we've been blessed since 2013. We've taught close to 3,000 students through that six-year span um, So in, in, in five different states. So we've done our program, obviously, in New York, Wisconsin, obviously, um, and then uh, Philadelphia, Georgia and Louisiana. So we've been, you know, we've been blessed to have uh, connections in those in those cities, you know, to bring us in and they, you know, they trust us with with the work that we're doing. In Milwaukee here, at one point we were in 12 different high schools, but as we expanded our programming, which I'll get into, uh, we expanded the Blueprint, which is a business accelerator. So that kind of took a lot of our time. So we kind of, we, we couldn't touch as many schools as we would like to. Okay. And so then you just mentioned the blueprint. Yeah. So go into that. So, yeah. So the blueprint, so that was a natural progression. So, you, you know, you had the parties, you had the haircuts for kids, you had the pamper my princess, you had the steam programming. And then we were like, Hey, let's, let's do something for the adults. So it was coincidental uh, as to how it came about because we had already been talking like, Hey, we, you know, we, we've gone through accelerator programs. Like, we we should we should do one of our own. So late 2017, um, Northwestern Mutual had a had a, a large tech conference, about 400 people in a room, but there were only five or five to ten people of color. So uh, one of the aldermen was there, and he took it back to the city, and he's like, "Hey, like, how can I how can I get some more of my people, you know, to the to the table?" His people started making some calls and, you know, started emailing around. And the question was, well, when they're at the table, what are they going to, what can they bring? Um, So one of those contacts got back to us and they were like, hey, this is what's needed. Can you guys deliver? So we made it, you know, we had a proposal, we submitted it to the city. They brought us down. We, you know, we pitched it to them. They bought in. We had a contact out in, uh, I'm not sure if you know, uh, Kathleen Gallagher uh, with the Milwaukee Institute. She actually used to work for the Journal Sentinel. She wrote our first our first article. And ever since uh, then, that was early 2016. So ever since then, she, you know, we just kept in contact with her. And so when she heard it, you know, she was like, hey, can you come pitch it? So we pitched it to her and her board president. They bought in. Uh, shout out to my man Adam Gavernitz, uh, who was who was on a on a on the podcast as well. Uh, but yeah, so then we had a real good relationship with Adam. So took it to NM, pitched to NM. They bought in, so uh, they they were our uh, they were our three you know funding sponsors. Mm-hmm. So the Blueprint is a it's a business accelerator for uh, tech, e commerce, and advanced manufacturing companies. Criteria right now is uh, you got to be under a million dollars in revenue. Um, you got to be in existence for less than ten years, and you got to be locally owned. 
or with, or with the intent of of moving your your headquarters to to, to Milwaukee. Any success stories out of that cohort, and, and kind of what is the future of Blueprint? So we started the application process last July of 2018. So it's a boot camp. So we we had 40, 40 companies go through a weekend long boot camp. After the boot camp, we chose the top twelve. Then the top twelve went through what we call the cultivator. So the cultivator is basically the accelerator, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, accelerator was getting played out, so we <laughs> wanted to put our own little spin right. on it. Um, so the twelve companies went through, uh, which was an eight week long cultivator course. And then at the completion, nine of those companies actually graduated from our first cohort. Okay. So now we have our a new cohort that's in with another twelve companies who are in their ninth week of the of the, of the cohort. I've mentioned this before, but it's it's kind of like watching. Like kind of like being a proud father. Yeah. You know, you see these companies, you see where they started and where they are now. And just in a short time, just the amount of passion and the amount of uh you know, effort and energy that they that they put into their 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 business uh, to to not only build it but sustain it as well. Um, so a couple of success stories that I'll just hit on uh, is a company called uh, Potty Pearls. So she was our first place winner for um for the for the first cohort. And so Potty Pearls, it's a toilet odor eliminator. And like she just she just kills it. Like she's very, very personable, uh, you know, very you know, and her marketing is real, you know, because, you know, when you hear potty, like it's just, it's one of those words where you just you just kind of just chuckle. But once, you know, you hear her talk and you hear her you know talk about her, her product and the the and the problem that it's solving, um, you know, it's very, very uh you know, it's very inspirational. Another company, uh, Inpower. Um, you know, they're they're a, a management company, so they 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 manage you know social media management. You know, they do website developments, things like that. Um, so we're very proud of uh, Aziz Abdullah and um, Imani Taylor, and as well as Taisha Coop with uh, with Potty Pearls. Is this focused on entrepreneurs of color, or is it just anyone that applies? Yeah, it's, it's anyone that applies, but we that's. That's been the majority of the applicants right. have have been have been people of color. And, and so I know when we were talking about the the nightclub earlier, mm-hmm. the explicit racism of like, oh, you can't get into the club, right? Because you're not wearing the right pants, but you are. Or there's a list, but there's not a list. Mm-hmm. And I know I was reading uh, one of the articles that Journal Sentinel did on uh, you and your brother, and uh, talking about kind of entrepreneurship as a path towards ending segregation or the amount of segregation we have in Milwaukee. So can you just touch on maybe like the social implications or social mission of all this? Like, is there a a broader goal of like, hey, let's help people make money, but in doing so, can we deliver a good for the city as well? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, our mission is to mobilize resources. So we look at ourselves as professional dot connectors uh, because, you know, we have a lot of connections, a lot of resources, a lot of relationships that we've nurtured over the years. So we want to make sure that everything that we had had and didn't have access to that, you know, the, the entrepreneurs, the students, the people, the companies that we, that we, you know, that we work with, we want to make sure that we're giving them as much access to that as possible. So we don't want to hold anything back. So with our blueprint program, you know, yes, there's cash infusion, you know, if you successfully complete it. But in addition to that, you know, we want to make sure that we're building them up as 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 people and as companies and as entrepreneurs. So 
you know, we want to provide them, you know, we provide them with not only the cash infusion, but, you know, uh, access to our co-working space, um, access to, you know, discounted legal services, access to discounted tax preparation, right. you know, all those things, you know, mental mental health ther- uh, therapists, you know, just a lot of those things that you don't necessarily think about, but it's needed, right. you know, being an entrepreneur. Being born in Milwaukee, kind of sticking around Wisconsin for the most part. Mm-hmm. How have your perceptions of Milwaukee changed since you're a kid to now? Uh, it's changed drastically. Um, when I was a kid, I, I I saw Milwaukee as like I would say as more segregated than what it is now. Um, and I say that because I it was just the the you know the environments that I was that I was in. So you know the school that I went to was ninety percent black. You know, uh, you know people on my basketball team were you know the, the team was made up at probably 90 percent black. So I didn't really interact with a lot of other races. And until until I got to high school. So when I got to high school, then that's when a lot of things started changing. So, you know, uh, King was about 60 percent African-American, about 20 percent, about 30 percent white. And then the rest were, you know, Hmong and uh, Hispanics and whatnot. So I, I would say King, when I got to Rufus King High School, it started to culture me. And then when I went to Stevens Point, it was like, okay, like the you know the table just tur- flipped on his head. So it was like, okay, now it's ninety percent white and like five percent black. So when I when I got up to Stevens Point, that's what really you know it really opened my eyes, and it's like, okay, like things that I saw in Milwaukee or heard in Milwaukee about you know black people not being able to you know interact with white people like is 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 dead like it's not true you know i'm i'm in i'm in stevens point i'm in the central you know central wisconsin you know and and i'm having a, a, a i'm having a time of my life you know just with people who just want to you know want to get better you know in the classroom on the basketball court and just want to have some fun you know so i would say king and stevens point really opened my eyes and then when i got when i graduated and came back then that's when it was like Dang, like it, it really hasn't changed much. So what can I do to not not, you know, not add to all those negative connotations that Milwaukee has, you know, as being the most segregated city, as being the worst place to raise African American male, you know, five three two oh six zip code, you know, most incarcerated zip code in, in the nation. Like, yeah, you hear all those negative things, but what are you gonna do? So, you know, and and I look at it and I had a conversation with a with a buddy of mine, uh, just this morning, it was like, you know, there in Milwaukee, there's a ton of talkers and not as many doers. So when you, you know, when you're when you're complaining and when you're adding to, you know, to to all the negativity, you're not you're not helping. You're not helping. You're not helping solve the problem. You're just adding to the problem. So, you know, that was a that was a huge thing for me was that I wanted to make sure that I I, I help solve the problem. I know I can't solve all of them, but I want to solve some of the problems. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting you bring that up when we were talking to Adam like a couple of days ago. He basically said much of the same thing. He said, when you have a problem, there's three things you can do. You can either deal with it, mm-hmm. you can leave, or you can try to change it. And he said, I wake up every morning trying to change it yep. and watch the same thing. And so I really like what you said. There's a lot of talkers, but there's not a lot of doers. So the fundamental point of this podcast is everyone listening, we hope, they listen and then they go and do something and they and they take action in their community, whether that's forming a block club, whether that's voting, whether that's going to a new part of town they've never been to before, whether that's supporting local business, et cetera. So we ask all of our guests to provide an action step. And this is this is an action step that 
hopefully everyday people can take to make a difference in their community. So throughout your uh, own history in Milwaukee, what is an action step you'd recommend uh, that you've seen people take that has been effective in making a change? I think what's, what's, what's very helpful is to just be a coach, you know, just be, because the youth, the youth, they need it. Like the adults, like, yeah, they, you know, we, we've, we've been, you know, we've kind of made our path and whatnot, but uh, you know, you look at the next generation that's coming up and it's like, how can I help them? So with our STEAM programming, like, yeah, that's great. Um, but some some students just gravitate more towards sports. And I, I think for me, it's like, just just go, like, just be, like, be there. Just go out and be active and be seen around around you. Just be a positive influence. And that may not be in the, in the, in the terms of a, of a coach. It might be a teacher. It might be a mentor. It might be a big brother, big sister, whatever the case may be. But I think the thing is you just got to, you have to do, you have to take that first step. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I think that's the, that's the, that's the toughest, that's the toughest step. It just start, just start. I, I, I love that. And I think the talk of, you know, athletes being role models too, I think is now more important than oh, ever. For sure. And there's been a lot of the momentum that was built behind Colin Kaepernick, the momentum that LeBron James had when he made his own school yeah. in yeah, Ohio. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, there, a lot of athletes are, really embracing that role and it's great to see. Um, so I want to talk about the future mm-hmm. of, uh, of yes. So I saw that you won the regional spirit award at biz expo 2019. Mm-hmm. You've obviously tried out a lot of different programming, found a lot of different success, made a lot of different connections. Let's say 10 years from now, it's 2029. Mm-hmm. Where do you see this program? Uh, for the steam program, I see that being uh, nationwide, um, you know, to where we can actually provide it, uh, like a trainer trainer model so that we don't necessarily have to have our employees or our or us, you know, Q or myself actually physically in those schools where we can just, you know, train those teachers, you know, within those, you know, respective school school districts and then they can implement our curriculum within their within their curriculum. Ten years from now, in addition to that with the STEAM programming, I, I see us having our own school. Well we're gonna have to do a follow up interview ten years <laughs> from now then. Um, but I, I, I like I like the vision. So uh, finally, I'll just allow for a little bit of self-promotion. So when people listen to this interview, hopefully they're really interested. Hopefully they heed your action step. But how can they get more involved? Where can they find you online, et cetera? Yeah. So, um, you know, social media, uh, we're all over uh, Facebook, uh, Young Enterprising Society. We have a page. You can like us, uh, join, you know, comment, add to it, please. Um, uh, Instagram is Young E Society. Um, Twitter is Young E Society. Um, our website is www.followtheyes.com. So www.followtheyes.com. Khalif, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Any last words you have for, for the listeners? Uh, whatever it is you endeavor to do, you seek to perfect it. Love it. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast uh, and good luck with all your future endeavors. I think organizations like this are really starting to change the face of Milwaukee and we really appreciate what you're doing for the city. Thank you. Thank yeah. you as well. This was a great conversation I had with Khalif and there's two things I've been thinking about pretty frequently since this conversation. And the first was when Khalif said that he views yes as professional dot connectors and essentially using the network that yes has created to help other people find opportunity. And the second thing was his action step of essentially coaching or mentoring or teaching 
young people. And I think those two things actually go really hand in hand. I think many of us have a very similar story of growing up where we're very passionate about something, but we don't have that network to really help us actualize our goals. And until someone that's more connected than you, typically a little older than you, knows how to execute a little better than you, takes a chance on you, oftentimes you don't get to see that vision come to life. Very similar with the podcast. We started it, we had an idea, but ultimately we needed people who believed in us, got us connected to some people to interview, helped us promote the podcast, they partnered with us with live events, and really took a waiver on a lot of what we were doing. And without that, we wouldn't be where we are now. And so my challenge to everyone is to obviously take Khalif's action step of getting involved in a young person's life, coaching, mentoring, teaching, etc. But also reflect on the network that you've created here in Milwaukee. And is there a way for you to leverage that network to help people access opportunity? I think in a lot of ways, there's a ton of opportunity in Milwaukee, but what we lack is equitable access to that opportunity. And I think all of us can help fix that issue by leveraging our networks in a, in a more equitable way. And so that's what I'll really be focusing on this week. Reflecting on that, I hope you all do too. Once again, you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That simply just helps other people discover the podcast. You can subscribe to our Patreon and help support the podcast so we lose a little less money than we do currently. But ultimately, we hope you're just taking the action steps, getting more engaged in our community. If there's a guest that you'd like to see, if there's a topic you'd want us to cover, go to our website, bridgetocitypodcast.com. We have a contact form. We love getting recommendations on who to interview or topics to cover in the city. That keeps us really informed as well. So we really appreciate that. Thanks once again for listening to this episode with Khalif Elamine of the Young Enterprising Society. Again, you can follow them on followtheyes.com or on all their social platforms. Please do. Please support this wonderful organization. And thanks again for helping Bridge the City.